morning. The reading for this morning comes from the book of Psalms. Lord, do not rebuke, rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is deep in agony, in anguish. How long, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. Amongst the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn from my groaning. All night long I flood my, my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sores. They fail because of my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my crying for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayers. All my enemies will be overwhelmed with shame and anguish. They will turn back and suddenly be put to shame. Thank you. Good morning. It's good to be here with you. As Burton said, I'm Chris Freeman, a lay minister here at the Martyrs. And today I'm going to talk about faith and mental health. I have no special qualifications or expertise, except perhaps having lived for quite a lot of years, and most of those as a person of faith. In those years, I've experienced some depression in my late teens, 20 years of compulsive eating and dieting, a pathological jealousy in midlife, and some of the challenges that come as your body ages and you can't do what you once could. I lost two very good friends to suicide, also people of faith. All of which shows that faith does not make you immune to the difficulties and hurts of life, nor does it guarantee you a sound mind. When a man comes up to Jesus and asks him how to live the best of lives for this world and the next, Jesus reminds him of the words God gave his people way back in the Old Testament. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbour as yourself. Words we've just sung and heard in the chorus of that last video. If God asks us to love him with all our hearts and soul and strength and mind, it's important to keep these in good working order. It seems God thinks minds are important. During the pandemic, we heard much about mental health, how to keep our minds strong and well. As we come out of the pandemic and get busy again, there's a danger we forget that. 
If God thinks our minds are important, then maybe so should we. And look after our minds as much as our bodies and souls. So how can we improve our mental health? How can we help keep our God-given minds sound and well? I want to consider that question this morning by looking at how we see ourselves, others and the world, but also how God sees those very same things, us, others and the world. So firstly, how we see ourselves. Well, on any given day, we may experience a range of emotions, from happiness and delight through to sadness and depression, uncertainty, anger, frustration, and feeling that we've made a complete hash of things. Depending on our personality, we may be broadly an optimist or someone who tends to fear the worst. We may feel good about ourselves, thinking, as the adverts tell us, we're definitely worth it and really rather gorgeous. Or our thoughts about ourselves may be a good deal less complimentary. It is normal to have such thoughts and feelings. It's important to pause and think why. But sometimes with the stuff that happens to us or to those we love or those we only hear about, it would be strange and wrong if we didn't feel anguish and sorrow. Earlier we heard Richard read Psalm 6, a psalm of David feeling just those things. I'm so glad that bang slap in the middle of our scriptures are the psalms. This wonderful collection of poems and songs prayed by ordinary people down the centuries. Prayed by Jesus. There's every emotion in there, from anger and shame to delight and sorrow, all poured out to God. Almost half of the Psalms deal with life gone wrong. They tell us it's okay to tell God about anything we feel, however unacceptable. They encourage us to be honest with God and ourselves. I'd encourage you to read and use the Psalms as a base for your own prayers. Let's move on to how God sees us. Firstly, we and all humans are made in the image of God. A little lower than the angels, as Psalm 8 puts it, and yet definitely earth creatures. Known by God before we were born, 
as a harmon- Psalm 139 describes, and ca- carried and sustained by God even to our old age and grey hair. For sheer love of us, God sends Jesus to save us and redeem us from the devastation of sin. Psychologists tell us of the importance of having a consistent person holding us in mind, loving us, caring about what happens to us. God is just that for each of us, a consistent person holding us in mind, loving us, caring about us, wanting our best flourishing. Way back in Genesis, in the stories of creation, there's pattern and order, a routine of day and night, work and rest, festivals and seasons. We are creatures of the earth, and living within that pattern may well help keep our minds as well as our bodies as fit as possible. So, eat and drink as well as you are able, and regularly. Not too much, not too little. Put your toys and devices away early and get plenty of sleep. Take enough rest. If God had a rest from work on the seventh day, how can we think we don't need it? Do some exercise. Sorry. It will make you feel better, especially if you're down, and particularly if you can get outside to see the sky or something green. Take time to do the things that you enjoy and that give you a sense of achievement. And allow yourself to fail. We can't always be as good as we want to be. We can plan and problem solve where things are in our control, but many things are not. When we've done our best, those things can only be left with God. Hard but true. If you want more tips on dealing with worry and anxiety, you might like to ask a child later if you can look at the sheets that they're working on. Irene, as she said, has put them together from a rather good pack produced by Osborne called the Unworry Pack. Thank you, Irene. Secondly, let's think about others. How do we see other people? Well, some of us are introverts who quite like time alone, thinking our own thoughts. And some of us are more extrovert. We're energised by being with others and love a crowd. For some, just being with other people can seem a little scary especially if we don't know them well. 
And God? How does God see others? Well, we know that God loves them too. As God is compassionate and forgiving to us, so he is to others. And he asks us to do the same. It's the second part of those words from Jesus in Luke's Gospel. Love your neighbour as yourself. He even asks us to pray for those we see as our enemies. So, introvert or extrovert, stay connected to others. Whether that's a few friends you trust or a much wider circle of people. Help other people. Don't jump to conclusions. A kind gesture goes a long way. And it turns out that being kind to ourselves and others increases our sense of well-being. Being grumpy and holding grudges does not. Even praying about and for those who've hurt us, tough though that is, will change our perspective, bringing us closer to how God sees them. Lastly, let's consider the world. How do we see the world? Well, optimistic or pessimistic, it is sometimes hard to listen to news of our world. News comes to us from so many sources, near and far, at such speed and in such depth, that for some of us that can just be overwhelming. And we know it isn't representative of all that's happening. And how does God see the world? In the creation account in Genesis, God sees all that he has made, including people, female and male, and sees that it is very good. He gives us a beautiful earth to tend. So while God is no doubt sad and angry at our abuse of it and each other, He is not despairing. God sent his son to save it. He gives us his spirit to work with him where we are to restore that original goodness and beauty. So be curious about this beautiful world and the wonders within it. Keep learning. Notice your thoughts. It's important to keep up to date with what's happening in the world, but if that makes you unduly anxious, pick a trustworthy source and limit your time checking the news. Avoid listening late at night and look for positive stories, not just amusing kittens. Reflect with God on your own day at the end of it and pick out three things to thank God for. 
Of course, all these suggestions are just examples. And you will have your own way of encouraging good mental health. Maybe talk about it with others over coffee. But remember how God sees things. You, others, this world. Talk to God honestly. Listen to God. God thinks your mind is important. And I hope something of what I've said today will encourage you to keep your mind fit and strong.